Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. Kiddushin Dav Chav, Kiddushin 20a, pagination is 39. We start with what seems to be a legal question, counting up from the wide lines, about six lines. Tough Reish in the beginning of the line, Tanura Banan, we learnt. But I think what will emerge is a very profound message regarding relationships and education in particular. The Gemara tells us, Nimkar al The person was sold for a hundred. We're dealing with an Evid Ivri. He was sold into slavery to another Jew to serve for six years. And he was sold, arbitrary number, a hundred, whatever coin. <clears throat> it, it was an actual coin, but for our purposes, we'll just use it as a for argument's sake, a hundred. And the value of the slave went up to two hundred while he is in service. What difference does it make? Let him just finish his six years. What's the difference? Difference is, if he wants to redeem himself, if he comes into money, or someone wants to help him and redeem him, how much do they have to pay? If, for example, he served half the term, so then, in order to redeem himself, he would only have to pay half the money. But, since the money has changed, how much indeed does he have to pay? Working with our numbers... According to the initial contract, he was sold for a hundred, so half of it that remains is fifty. But according to his current price, the remaining work is worth a hundred. So maybe they have to pay a hundred in order to redeem him. Says the Gemara, You use the lower number to facilitate. Redemption. Likewise, Nimkar b'masayim v'hichsif. If the person was sold for 200, and he went down in value, so that now, if we work with the midway point in the transaction, and we want to redeem him, according to the sale price, there's a 100 left to redeem, but according to the downgraded price of now, he would only be sold for six years for a hundred, and therefore the remaining three years are only worth fifty. And again, the rule is, you use the lower amount in order to calculate the redemption. The question which the Gemara explores is how do we know that we use the lower number, and that we're looking to be nice to the Eved Ivri and facilitate his redemption. How do you know that we're nice to an Eved Ivri? The Gemara on the third wide line poses one of two perspectives. You could understand his case leniently. You could understand it strictly. 
should we be strict with him and obligate the maximum redemption money, or should we try to facilitate redemption and look at it in the more lenient way in every case to give him the lower price? My chazis, how do you know to go leniently? So the Gemari here presents the lenient side of the equation. We find that the Torah is nice to the Eved Ivri. The Tanya, as we learned, it should be good to him with you. The drasha is, he's compared to you, the master. He should be with you in food. He should be with you in drink. It should not be that you have better bread and he's getting the inferior bread. You're drinking the aged wine. And he's getting the fresh pressed, which is not considered as good. You're on fluffy bed. And he's sleeping on straw. You can't do that. You have to be imcha. You have to give him equivalent of the master. Mikan Omru, from here they said, an expression, Kalakona Eved Ivri Kekona Odon La'atzmo. A person who acquires a Jewish slave is as if he acquired a master for himself. He thinks he's getting a servant, which perhaps he is, but he ends up acquiring a very serious responsibility that he has to give the Eved Ivri just like him. And as the logic continues, if there is only one pillow, he's not allowed to keep it for himself because then he won't be fulfilling imcha with the slave. And he's not allowed to leave it unused because that's disgusting. If he can't use it anyway, then he's going to be obligated to give it to the Eved Ivri you would have the case where there's only one pillow and the Eved Ivri gets it. So you see, Kitovlo Imach, that we're looking to favor, to be nice to the Eved Ivri. So perhaps it's a logic that we should facilitate his redemption whenever there's a case in doubt to use the lower number to make it easier for him to redeem himself. That's one perspective. The Gemara continues and says, on the other hand, there's a different perspective which is very serious. Maybe when it comes to redemption, we should be strict. Because of the teaching of Rabbi Yosib Rabbi Hanina. What did Rabbi Yosib Rabbi Hanina teach? And this really helps if you have a Chumash open. In the end of Chumash Vayikra, Parshas Bahar, the Parsha begins with the topic of Shavias, the laws of Shemitah, and that you're not allowed to sell Shemitah produce, La'achla, to eat it, Darshan, and not for business. And then after the first Aliyah, the Psukim continue with a series 
of situations. And Rabbi Yosef Rebbe teaches that these situations are sequential. First, we encounter in Pasuk Yudalid a person who's selling metaltalin, movable objects. Then, in Pasuk Chafhei, we encounter a person who's selling his land. Then, in Pasuk Chaftes, we encounter a person who's selling his house. And the Psukim continue, as the Gemara understands it, that this person would then sell his daughter, the case of Amma Ivriya, the Jewish maidservant. Then he would take money in a loan, Beribis, with interest, even though he's not allowed to do that, but he's that hard-pressed and that insensitive at this point to the Torah law, Pasuk Lamed Hay, here's a person who's willing to take a loan with interest. And then Pasuk Lamed Tes, the person is Vinim Karloch, selling himself to you, a mocher atzmo, a person who's so downtrodden that he sells, him, sells himself as a servant to another Jew to be cared for and to generate some money, perhaps for debts or whatever. So Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanina learns that this is sequential, the result of a person who was no save and no sein beperos. He did business with fruit of Shavias. And the result of that is that he was so greedy, he was so desirous of money, but he's in violation. He's going to end up having to sell his movable objects and so on with the sequence that he's selling his field, his house, etc., and he doesn't seem to get the message and he just keeps going until finally he is the person of the Pasuk, according to Rabbi Yosef Rebbe Hanina, at least in one application, he's the case of the person who's so downtrodden that he's selling himself. So he's a sinner. And he didn't get the message as his finances kept dropping. He didn't stop. He didn't do tshuva. He didn't arrest the sequence. One would think, Nachmir he deserves to be slammed with the law. And if there is an interpretation available as to how much money is required to redeem him, maybe we should take the strict approach. And if his price changed, we should always choose the greater amount and make it difficult because he deserves his punishment. And so the Gemara says, according to sheer logic, it would be confusing to us to reach a conclusion how to rule on this type of case. On the one hand, we're told to treat him nicely. On the other hand, it's the result of a chet, according to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanina. And it's only because we have psukim indicating how we should calculate the redemption money that we know that we're supposed to be lenient. In the words of the Rambam, Parak Beis Halachates in Hilchas Avodim, Kol Eved Ivri O Ivriya Sheyetsi Bi Ra'un Kasef, a 
Jewish slave that's going out, Shayatza Bigiron Kesef, that's going out by paying the redemption money. Vihivri, if he became healthy, Viosifu Damov, he's worth more. So if you looked at his work for the next years, it's a lot of money. Or he became weak in the interim, and the calculation of the remaining years is much lower. We work to be lenient on him. And what emerges over here is a great lesson in education. Even if the person, so to speak, dug their own grave, got themselves into that situation, and they deserve rebuke and punishment, nevertheless, we rebuke, we punish, but with love. And the Eved Ivri is treated well in his environment, both to role model good behavior and to be kind to him. He's downtrodden. Even if it's of his own making, he should have listened to us. That's not a method of education. The person will have to come to the realization that they did wrong. Perhaps we will rebuke them gently. But the overriding mood is to be kind to him. And so the Torah indicates that to us by telling us how to calculate the redemption money to do so in a way that enables him to be redeemed more easily. And likewise, during his servitude, how he is treated. Yeshe thank you for joining.